As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. James Bryant, and I have the absolute pleasure of having Miss Dion Douglas as my guest today. Now, here's the interesting thing about Dion and I. We have a lot of different, our paths have crossed and intersected a lot, but this is the first podcast interview that I have the pleasure of doing with someone that I went to high school with. So Dion, thank you so much for joining the show. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Thank you, James, for having me on your podcast. Congratulations with all your success. So I, as you said, uh, went to high school with you. So Philadelphia, born and raised, left kind of left Philadelphia to go away to college. Right. So I went to start at Virginia Tech and then ended up graduating from North Carolina A&T with my Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride all day. So into <laughs> and electrical engineering. And since then have just been kind of traveling the country, I'll say, just kind of experiencing new things in engineering, right? So from Boeing to Target to Corning, and now I'm at Kimberly Clark. Um, he's right outside of Philadelphia again. Actually, I'm back home and never thought that I would move back home. That was never my plan. For. Yeah, yeah, That's no. one of those life experiences, right? <laughs> so I have a married. I have a combined family of five children, four girls and a boy, ranging from 37 down to 20. So wow. the full arc, right? My baby is in her sophomore year, going to her junior year of college. And none of them were engineers as much as I tried, right? As much as I tried. I <laughs> the oldest who did graduate from A&T, though, I did get one. I was trying to get another one at least. But so that's kind of me in a nutshell, right? Yeah. I'm still, I think, you know, we were kind of talking before, just like you. I'm kind of, my my circle is like my family circle, really tight friends, just because between family and work. That just kind of consumes who I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that doesn't consume everything. I thought, you know, I saw some things on social media about your community service and things that okay. you're doing with the Chamber of Commerce. And so I think everyone, she's just trying to be modest about her accomplishments. And so I talked about these intersections that we have. Of course, we went to high school together at the same time. But when, Deanne, when you were at Virginia Tech, I started out at Drexel. But then I transferred to North Carolina A&T. Then you transferred to North okay. Carolina A&T. Yep. So we both have our degrees there. After I left A&T, I went to Virginia Tech for grad school. And the other point of intersection is that I did an internship for summer internships with the Boeing company out in the Washington area. And listening mm-hmm. to your story, you were out there as Absolutely. well. So there are a lot of different things that kind of have our lives intersecting. But, you know, tell folks a little bit about your journey. So you said that you were at Boeing. So of Mm -hmm. course you were out there on the West coast. So you're from Philadelphia in the West coast and then from Boeing to target. No, to Corning to Corning. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so Boeing to Corning from Corning to target Target, from target to Kimberly Clark to Kimberly Clark. So of those transitions, Mm -hmm. which transition would you say from a job transition has been, you know, what's, what's the toughest for you to make? Hmm. 
Interesting. I think honestly, the as much as I love the work that I did at Boeing, it, I was still young, right? So it didn't really matter. In my mind, it was like two years. I'm good. I can go and live anywhere, right? So yep. I moved there to Charleston, and I think Charleston leaving Charleston was probably the hardest because it was there where I probably matured the most, right? Like I had at that point all of my children. I had made a nice community of friends, you know, I mean, they didn't really have family. So they became my family in that area and lived there for a long time. And we left because the facility was closing, right? Not just by choice, but because the facility was closing. So that was probably my hardest. I really enjoyed the work that I was doing. And I really just enjoyed that that sense of community that I had. And I'll be honest with you, until coming back into Kimberly Clark and coming back home, I hadn't really found it again. I really hadn't been able to find it. So that was probably the most difficult. And that wasn't on the as you can tell, it wasn't on the professional side, yeah. right? It's just, it's that personal that makes life easy when you're in a foreign place kind of yes. thing. Yeah. And one of the sayings that I use a lot is that engineers are people too. And so there is a personal people aspect to what we do and who we are. And those things play a key role in our ability to achieve success in the corporate world and in the business world, having that community and that support that's there for you. So, okay, you left there and you went to work for Target. We were talking about this a little bit before, you know, we started. Tell the listeners a little bit about your experience there. So at Target, I worked in their distribution firm, right? And one in Huntsville, Alabama, and then another in Indianapolis, Indiana. The job was pretty much the same, though. I was at the big fall electronics specialist. Just I was responsible for... Give it seven miles of conveyor system. Everything that was electrical, anything that plugged into a wall with the exception of a computer was my responsibility there, right? I was the only engineer in the building. We're very closely with the electricians and the mechanics there. But it was very interesting at Target because what I realized, that was probably the first place I realized that I clashed with the culture of the company, right? Okay. Like my their viewpoints on what was important to Target was important. <laughs> and Target should be number one to them. And and I get it. It's a business and they have to do what they have to do. But it took a lot away from my life at Target, right? So I sacrificed a lot of time with my children and my family because I was working so much. I was oh, wow. on call 24-7. And the expectation was if my phone rang, I answered, I responded, whether I was on vacation or not. And that came to be, it was very trying for me. It really did. And so... I finally realized that I really had to, I had to stop. I thought it was an obligation. And then it got to a point where it's like, no, this is, this is way too much. So I had to stop. So then that's why I left Target and but came cool. in. I just want to just kudos for you for having the self-awareness to be able to say you have to stop, you know, regardless of what led up to that, when you get to that point and you're like, this is not working, this is not what I want out of life. I've done countless interviews now Dan, where people reach that point and they're like, there has to be more like this mm-hmm. is not it has to be something else. And they go and have the courage to make a change. So I want to just applaud you for having the courage to make that change. Yeah, thank Yeah, I had I really had to for the sake of my family. Honestly, mm-hmm. really, I just it just I just seen the strain. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, you will be old, so excellent here at work. But then the family structure just doesn't. At Banowitz Marketing, we succeed when you succeed. Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a clear action plan. 
Then get attentive, expert help and choose whether that help comes as done-for-you services or as done-with-you guidance. Visit us at thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today. Hey, this is the, that's part of our tagline to help you win at work and at home because both places are important. So you got the courage, got the you, you left Target, mm-hmm. and what was next? So it came to Kimberly Clark, right? So Kimberly Clark here in Chester, Chester Pennsylvania, right outside of Philly, yep. right? So it brought me right back to the house, I actually. And, you know, it, and it's cool. It's funny. It's interesting because when I walked into the mill here, that's what we call the manufacturing facility. So when I walk into the mill, it's like the people are very, they're very silly, right? So it's very Northeastern. I'm in yeah. your face. You know exactly how I feel. And I was like, <laughs> ah, I'm close. You know, it was totally different. <laughs> it was totally yes. different than being in the Midwest. Like yes. the culture is totally different. So I was just getting. But anyway, I came into Kimberly Clark as a, asset electrical engineer. So really just working on equipment, right? Responding mm-hmm. to issues, making some improvement. Did that for about four years. I uh, moved into our utility department where we generate our own power and steam for our manufacturing process. So worked in there for a while. Then did some capital projects across the facility, right? And do some putting in equipment, improving equipment, all of that good stuff, right? All the way across. And then after about probably three years of that, then I moved into engineering management. And that's kind of where I'm sitting now, right? So started as an engineer manager over what we call our converting department, which is like four departments. And now I am currently sitting over our utilities, our capital projects, our building and ground, all of our tech services within the facility. Oh, wow. It's kind of Moving up a little bit, but still in that engineering management. Yeah, see, again, there's that modesty. Just moving up a little bit, just a little bit. Let's talk through that transition, particularly the first transition from being a peer or an individual contributor to now you're an engineering manager. Because I think there are a lot of people that may be having that individual contributor role now and want to make that move up. Mm-hmm. What were some of the challenges that you had to face and overcome when making that transition? Yeah, that one was really tricky, right? And to be honest, I didn't, I didn't really plan it. I'll put it that way, right? Mm-hmm. I had, I thought I was going to be the engineer's engineer. I didn't really plan it, but I think I kind of worked my way into it. So I would mm-hmm. say if there's an engineer out there that is thinking, Hey, I've been doing this engineering thing for a minute now. I want to go into management. I would say, Hey, in the place that you are, like really where you're sitting, Start kind of doing that work. So that means mentoring others, right? Mentoring your peers. Maybe if you have a co-op program, kind of mentor them. Bring in some co-ops and show them. Be very open and forthcoming with that feedback because it is a gift that just keeps giving, right? Yes. So just make sure that you're open with it when people give it to you and that you're willing to give it to others. For me, James, honestly, that moving from peer to to manager was it was interesting and weird. For some of it, it wasn't that bad because I had actually been mentoring some of my peers, right? Oh, so great. it was yeah. kind of, it wasn't bad. It was funny because a couple of them was like, yep, that makes sense because you're already pushing us around. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but then on the other part, it was like, because there were some more senior engineers than me on my team mm-hmm. and now I'm their peer. So now I'm kind of very conscientious about Hey, how do I come across? Am I really giving them what they need? Do I even know how to give them what they, yeah. you know? And so I was very self-conscious about whether or not I could actually succeed in doing that. But what I found out 
is that it's really about that relationship. Yeah. It really it is really about building trust with the one another and like really understanding. They understand where I am. I understand where they are. And we just kind of build on top of that. You know what I mean? It wasn't yes. about me telling them what to do because I work with them. So I kind of knew how they work. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just really us building that relationship and me making sure that they understood that I had their best interest in mind. And oh, once wow. I was able to do that, mm-hmm. it just became like, it was just a, it was a easy in the sense of dealing with the engineer. Everything else a little special, but dealing with the, my direct <laughs> report, it was, yeah, it was definitely amazing. But, but again, that took time though. Yes. The, the power of relationships and really leaning into building those relationships. And so Absolutely. if, so again, if you're an engineer, you've been doing engineering for a while, you want to make that transition to management, you know, lead from where you are, start yeah. where you are, start mentoring, coaching other mm-hmm. folks that are there. Doesn't mean that you're telling them what to do, but you're helping people, you know, move forward in the areas that they see that they want to exceed and they want to grow. Yep. And then as you take that step, as you move to that next level, make sure that you're leaning into the relationships and building those relationships with people because that's the connection. That's the piece that's going to allow you all, your team, to get work done. Well, it is. And what it also does is if we once we've built that trust early on and you understand where I'm coming from, when I have to come at you with, hey, what happened here? <laughs> what yeah. are we going to do with this? You know, nope, I expect you to do better. It's not taken personal. Yes. Yep. I know that Deanna is talking to me because she knows that I can do better. It really, it doesn't, there's no affront. There's no personal affront. It's really about the business. And if I didn't have that rapport, you know, then they'd be like, oh, what's wrong with Deanna? You know, it's a totally different, it's just a totally different way that you take it. You know what I mean? Hey, this is James and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. And we're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. Yeah, and I think and I think you bring up a very interesting point. It's not just their perception, but it's your own self-perception of when you are coming in and saying, if that relationship isn't there, then you may be thinking that yeah. they're thinking a certain way, yeah, regardless that. of if they're thinking that way or not. not. Yes. And so that plays a role in your body language and mm-hmm. how you're communicating just at every level. Yep. Uh, and so it's really that relationship helps to not only manage their expectations and help with their expectations, but it helps you with your own self-expectation and the yeah. way that you perceive yourself, that self, that self-perception as you are giving that instruction there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that is pretty cool. So now you, so that was the first kind of level. Now you're on the yeah. next level of yeah. engineering management. How's yeah. that coming along? So very fresh. <laughs> so I'm really, just, I'm really just learning to be mm-hmm. honest. I'm in that stage of it's a lot more responsibility in areas and over technologies that I'm not familiar with, which is very difficult for me, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I need to know everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm at that point where I really have to lean in on my subject matter expert, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, and it's hard, but it's definitely necessary, right? Because mm-hmm. these people, these are my senior engineers. They know what they're doing. They know their jobs well, better than I will ever know them. 
And so now I just have to rely and trust on them. And it's the same thing all over again, building those relationships. I've known them, most of them, just from the years that I've been here, but not on the level that I need to get to now. So I still have to, again, I'm at my ground zero, James. Honestly, I'm building trust. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, set expectations, but really build that trust. Hey, I'm here for you. Let me know what you need, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that then we can kind of grow together. And so as you're thinking about your past experience and you're thinking about this experience, what are some suggestions that you would have for people that are thinking through or trying to build those relationships? They're in this situation. Mm -hmm. They know they need to build relationships, but they're like, okay, what's my next step or what's what's a step that I can do? It's that connection. Honestly, I think I I hate to use cliches, right? And people say like be an open book or whatever. And I honestly can say I'm not, but it is, it is, <laughs> it really is like about being transparent. I am, I only know how to be, yeah. you know what I mean? And no matter who it is that I'm talking to, all you can get is me. And, and, yeah. and that's raw and it's unfiltered probably more than it should be. But at least you you know exactly where I'm coming from all the time. And I think people just appreciate the honesty. Yes. You know what I mean? Like just. Even when it's something that they don't want to hear, they appreciate the honesty. And so that's like the best advice I can say. Like, it's really just be you, be transparent and be like true to whoever it is that you're in there for. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would say don't become a manager or a leader unless you really care about the people. Just don't do it. Wait, wait, I, I, I want to make sure I repeat that. I want to make sure I repeat that because I think that that's a deep one. Do not become a manager or a leader unless you actually care about the people that you're going to be managing and leading Correct. because that matters. Because that matters. That is the job. Wow. I mean, you think about it. My job as engineer manager is to develop engineers. Yeah. Literally, I am supposed to be developing them so that one of them can then be me. Really. And so my job is to make them and put them on the course to get to wherever it is they want to get to, be it inside of this company or outside of this company. Wherever they want to go, my job is to help them get there. Now, of course, I have corporate responsibilities, but really, my focus is my, is my team. And so if I didn't have that focus and I thought the other way and I yeah. made it, my primary was to, to support all things corporate, mm-hmm. then I would lose them. Mm-hmm. I would lose them. So. Yeah. I would I, honestly, for anyone, just if that's not who you are, and if it's about power, if it's about I just want the real to tell somebody what to do, or I just want to sit in the room, it's, it's not, that's not it. Wow. This isn't the job for you. Wow. Right. I, you know, Dion, I love that. I absolutely love the focus on building up your team and think, because if you think through, what we're experiencing just across the country with the great resignation. There are people that are leaving their jobs. There are mm-hmm. people that are choosing to not necessarily come into the office. They're looking for different things. Yeah. I think it is key when you have a manager in an organization that says, I am interested in you. I want to develop you into the person that I believe that you can be and that you want to be. And I'm going to help you whether you become that person in this company or not. Right. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, because the reality of it is that you've done it and so have I, right? I've worked for several different companies and it's mm-hmm. not because any one company was horrible. It's just at that point in time, it wasn't like for me, yep. right? I needed to move on for me. And so yes. 
the same can be for them, right? They're figuring it out. And at this stage, it's great. Maybe in a year or so, not so much. And yeah. I don't want them to feel like I am, the loyalty has to be to Kimberly Clark. The loyalty has to be to them. What, what is it that you want in your life? Let's try to make some decisions to get you. I can only imagine that your folks are really loyal to you and they really appreciate that. I, you know, I, yeah. And I'm very proud of that, right? I'm humbled by it and I'm proud of mm-hmm. it. So then it just means that the bar is set even higher. So then you got to so do it more. You want to yeah, right? <laughs> keep living up to that. But I really do. I push them because and the reason why I really push that development piece, James, is because as an engineer, let me honest with you, you can get caught up in the day to day that you really mm-hmm. don't even think about what you want in a year because you're mm-hmm. so focused on today. Yes. And I did it, right? That's why I said I didn't plan to be a manager. It just happened. Because if I was planning, I might have did something different, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that we all have to really keen in on what's important to us, and we just don't do that as much. As yeah. So, so one of the, I guess, programs that I have is called the Engineer's Blueprint for a Balanced Life. And mm-hmm. the kind of the first phase in that is determining what matters most to you. So it's getting into some of the stuff that you're talking about, and that is what really matters to you. Well, people will say. My family, my faith, my health, you know, they come up with all of these things that are important. I was like, oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Now let's look at your calendar. Let's see, you know, how are you actually using the resource that you have, the one resource that you can't get more of time? How are you using that to support the things that matter to you? Nine times out of 10, they're like, oh, I said that was important, but according to my calendar, these other things are important. And it's not coming at it from a sense of judgment, but it's about being real. It's mm-hmm. about, you know, looking at this is the truth or the facts of the situation. Now that we understand that, we can design a plan to help you get there. Yeah. Absolutely design a plan to help you get there. So I absolutely agree kind of, you know, there with what you're saying. So now what are some of the other things that you have going on? I saw something on LinkedIn about, was it the Delaware Chamber of Commerce where they yeah. were giving you some kind of yeah, award. it was just like award. It wasn't an award. It was like a they were spotlighting. I sit on the board for the Delaware County Chamber of Com- the foundation of the Delaware County Chamber of Commerce, which does a lot of work in promoting the youth in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. I'm just kind of setting them up for success, right? They mm-hmm. started and try and talk to them about different career paths in their sophomore year high school, and it's like, hey, are you going to college? Oh, maybe not. Well, then let's think about what kind of steps we need to take in order to get you where you need to be, right? And so I'm not the professional. So I sit on that board and I sit on the board for the the local United Way of Delaware County. And that really is where my passion lies, right? So it's in that community service, serving the community, right, in which we serve. So I kind of live by that creative. I need to make it better than where I found it, right? And I fully believe that I'm blessed to be a blessing, right? So mm-hmm. that really is true for me. And so here within the facility, I lead our, I co-lead our local United Way organization, right, within Kimberly Clark and okay. lead our campaign. And we raise probably over 400000 a year just to oh. give to the local United Way, right? And so that's that treasure part. Mm-hmm. But what we're trying to do is get people to give it time. Yeah. You know, we're trying to get it back into the community and see how we can get our hands in and where we can actually help. And COVID kind of put a hamper on that, but that's where I'm kind of driving, right? And so we sit on, I sit on the board representing Kimberly Clark. Mm-hmm. We're really just trying to understand what we need to do to be better neighbors. Yeah. 
what do we need to do? And how can we be a better partner to make sure that the community in which we work is better off because we're here? Yeah. And it's a lot of work and it's really interesting what I found, especially with the United Way is because I'm an engineer, right? And, yeah. and they're not. And so the way that we think, <laughs> different, totally we think different, totally different, right? And so, you know, yeah. they're like, hey, let's think about this. And I'm like, could you give me an Excel spreadsheet? Like, give me some points. Let's put it at. Yeah. But, he, but I think it helped, right? Because I don't have the creative juice brain, but I can actually put that thing into a plan. And so I love that. And I love that work. And then I currently sit on the board of advisors for Whitening University and School of Engineering. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of Whitener students here that are co-ops. We partnered up with them. Some of our engineers here are going there for their master's program. So really, it's just kind of how we can partner up. We can give them our corporate needs, if you will, yeah. right, to kind of help drive their program. And when one thing I love about them is that they allow their student once a year to come in and talk to the board and give them a larger list of we don't like, we don't like, we don't like, we like. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then they make that adjustment accordingly, right? Because they actually see that the student is their customer. Yeah. Right. So it perfectly aligns. So those are my things. And I think, honestly, since I'm here to your point, my calendar and my, my, my old supervisor used to always say this. He's like, Dan, you will always make time. You will always make time for the United Way. You will always make time. My other passion is inclusion and diversity. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like trying to drive that within Kimberly Clark too, because I just see a need for us to really understand one another better. There's a lack of understanding that turns into fear and other stuff. Yes. And we really need to be able to penetrate that. And so it is my goal in that arena to change Kimberly Clark. So I'm kind of driving in that area. I want to invite you to the next UnWebinar. What is an UnWebinar? It's no slides, no sales pitch, just added value. These are small group discussions that are designed to really be two-way conversations between you and myself, where you can get insight and advice on the issues that you're dealing with today. The overall goal is to equip you with what you need so that you can win at work and at home. Understand you do not have to do it alone. Sign up for the next UnWebinar today. Dan, I want to thank you for taking the time to share today. Mm -hmm. I hope this is not the last time that I have you on the show. I hope you will have such a great experience that you would be on again. Oh, absolutely. But I really do appreciate your time. Is there anything else, any other success tips, any parting words that you would have for our audience? I don't know. I think we're all on a journey, James. I'm definitely on one. And it's, and it's interesting how where I thought I would be when I started mm-hmm. is totally different from where I am now. And what I thought would was success when I was younger is, is not even close to where yeah. it is. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, because yes. yeah, I thought I was going to be the professional engineer or my engineer company and I'm going to da da tinker, tinker, design whatever. And then as the years went on, I'm like, yeah, that's not important. And, you know, and then you have family and it, and I think we all just need to be able to just enjoy that journey. Yes. You know, and not, and this I had to learn, not compare where I am with where someone else is and judge myself because I think I should be someplace else, right? Because 
because where they are is not really made for me. And I think right. I'm I'm right where I'm supposed to be right now. I think that, yeah. and I think if we can accept that, then life would just be more enjoyable. Yeah, and and the way the way that I phrase that is that their journey is not your journey. Absolutely. And you have to be comfortable and okay with accepting your journey. Yeah. And when you're able to do that, but, but you're able, you're able to walk from success to significance and all kinds of things because the journey is where you gain the strength for the next phase. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't go through the journey, if you just were to just like and get to the destination, yeah. Yeah, no you won't be ready. It. No, not at you all. You won't be ready for the next thing. Not and at so all. absolutely. We want to be able to uh, lean into that journey. So if people wanted to get in contact with you, what would be the best way for them to connect with you? So probably LinkedIn. It's probably, I'm, like I said before, I'm not big on social media. I'm kind okay. of, it drives my family crazy. But so LinkedIn and I don't know my address. What we will do, we'll include a, a link to your LinkedIn profile. Perfect. In the show notes for the awesome. show. So if, if people awesome. want to get in contact with Dion to help what she's doing with the United Way or some of the other initiatives that she's talked about, connect with her on LinkedIn. The link is yeah. going to be there in the show notes. That'd so, be perfect. Dion, I'm going to close this interview like I close every interview. And that is many people know what to do. Fewer people actually know how to do it. And there is a select group of people that actually follow through, do it and are able to live the life of their dreams. And I want to really congratulate you, Dion, because you are part of that select few. Thank you. Or thank you. Or thank you. I appreciate it. It's a lot of work, but I think everyone can do it. But it is a lot of work, James, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, James. I appreciate the time. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.